Blog Talk Radio. To Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. Join Andy Schneider, National Spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. Alrighty, happy Thursday afternoon to all of you great folks out there in listener land. Thanks for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. we got a great topic for you today, very timely topic, very pertinent topic. Uh, transitioning your flock for winter. Winter is right around the corner. We are in, in fall. Many of you around the country are already thinking it's winter based on the weather you're receiving. Uh, not so much here yet in the south, but it definitely has cooled down a little bit. Thank goodness. It's it's actually pleasant to be working outside with the poultry and all of our farm animals here. But a uh, great, great topic. We'll be welcoming poultry scientist Dr. Bridget McRae, Ph.D., here shortly. But first, again, we want to remind everybody about the great opportunity that is yet to be had at Cooptastic 2020. It's going to be an amazing event, and there's going to be just tons of things to do there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be educational. Let's listen all about it. Are you one of the many Americans that keep backyard poultry? Do you want to give your birds the best care possible? The Chicken Whisperers Cooptastic 2020 Conference will teach you how, plus more, too. Cooptastic will be February 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, 2020 at the beautiful Alabama 4-H Conference Center near Birmingham, Alabama. Educational programs by poultry scientists, veterinarians, and nutritionists, plus fun activities give you an unforgettable experience. Conference packages are available from just for a day to the full experience with meals, entertainment, and lodging. The all-inclusive package is an amazing value at around $300. On-site lodging is limited, so reserve your spot as soon as possible. Visit www.chickenwhisperer.com today for more details. All righty, that's going to be fantastic. We've got um, nine poultry um, experts coming to Cooptastic, nine of them from three different poultry science universities, uh, NC State, uh, University of Georgia, and um, Auburn 
University of uh, Auburn, Auburn University there in Alabama. So it's going to be we got poultry scientists, poultry veterinarians, poultry nutritionists. They're going to, all going to be coming out. There's going to be nine sessions. We've got three. Um, uh, conference rooms uh, where these sessions will be taking place. Plus, we have a big lab area there at the conference center where we're going to be learning about uh, doing, actually, there's going to be a necropsy that's going to be done for you to examine. Uh, there's going to be a demonstration on how to collect for fecal flotation. We've got entertainment. We've got an awesome um, uh, Friday night after you arrive and after dinner, we've got a huge bonfire with s'mores that's being sponsored by McMurray Hatchery, which is going to be fantastic. We've got training. The training rooms are sponsored by, uh, again, Metzer Farms and others. I don't have the list in front of me, but it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a uh, actually a, a vendor area where you can meet your, your favorite companies. Like, again, to kind of go through the list from memory, we have Hogslat that's going to be there. Uh, we've got Innovation Pet that's going to be there. We've got McMurray Hatchery. We've got Metzer Farms. We've got Ideal Poultry that's going to be there. Um, we're going to be giving away a $1,200 chicken coop from Urban Coop Company out in Dripping Springs, Texas. It's going to be a, a wonderful value. We've got other prizes from Brency Products. We have an incubator. We have a coop, automatic coop door. We've got, um, let's see what else from Brency. Oh, a heated brooder panel. Fantastic prizes, and the vendors are actually still rolling in. Even this week, I signed up another one for that. And just last week, we had um, two or three actually sign up uh, for um, attendees. So there is limited space available at Cooptastic at the on-site hotel. So if you want to stay on-site and not have to worry about driving 30 minutes after it's done and 30 minutes in the morning to, to come out to the event, the next closest hotels off-site are 30-minute drive away. So uh, get your registrations and go check out cooptastic2020.com. Come learn more about your flocks from the experts. So I wanted to share that with you. Guess what? Tonight, I have the uh, honor and privilege of having dinner uh, with John Metzer. He's the owner and president of Metzer Farms out in California. He's flying in. Uh, actually, he flew in early this morning, and uh, we've got dinner lined up uh, with him tonight. And uh, looking forward to seeing John again. He is a fantastic guy. Um, and many of you who order ducks uh, and waterfowl uh, online uh, probably order from Metzer Farms. Many of you actually who order from other companies online may actually have your ducks still drop shipped from Metzer Farms. If they don't actually raise ducks uh, and breed ducks, but they sell ducks on their website, they, you're getting them from, say, whatever you the company you're ordering from. They actually may be coming from Metzer Farms out in California. So I'm really looking forward to tonight's dinner with John Metzer and I believe his son's with him. So it's going to be fantastic. I've met him several times in the past uh, at different events that we've uh, we've done uh, and webinars uh, that we've done. And he's a huge advocate of, of what the Chicken Whisperer um, um, does, the, the brand with the magazine and uh, podcast and everything. So it'll be interesting to, and, and great to catch up with John tonight over dinner. I'm going to go to our first commercial break. When we come back, we will welcome poultry scientist Dr. Bridget McRae, Ph.D., to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And uh, today's topic, you're going to want to maybe during the break get a pen and paper, uh, transitioning your flock for winter. And we will be back right after this short break. Stay with us, folks. At Kambach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, 
Feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. 
Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. And um, it is time for our topic today. Hopefully, you got a pen and paper ready to take lots of notes. Transitioning your flock for winter. Time to head over to the phone lines and bring on our really, really, really good friend, poultry scientist Dr. McRae. Welcome, Dr. McRae. Hope you're feeling better. Glad you could join us today. I'm feeling much better, but I know I don't sound all that great, and there may be some <laughs> coughing and some sneezing, so bear with me, folks. I'm not 100% We're... yet. That'll that'll be next week, I'm sure. <laughs> That's fantastic, <laughs> but no, thank you for taking time out of your day, and we can definitely tolerate. I've had to do the show many a times, uh, getting over whatever bug that went around our family, that's for sure, um, and mm-hmm. so I think people can appreciate that. It, I guess it's tis the season of these things going mm-hmm. around, so who knows, maybe, <laughs> I hope not, but next time we go on air, I'll be the one that's recovering from something, No, I hope not. No, don't say that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to, but uh, yeah, definitely taking all the the vitamins and the precautions and the washing the hands many times a day and and um, yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's the grocery store buggies that kind of do it for us. I think for some reason, I just every time, every time, it's like uh, grocery store buggy. <laughs> where are the, where are the wipes? <laughs> Where's the sanitizer? <laughs> right. Oh, and it's goodness. always empty. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, hey. Uh, well, there's something going around campus, and I uh, think I gave it to our secretary. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's something there's something grumping around campus this year. So, um, so yeah, um, this this is this isn't an easy topic transitioning to winter, but um, usually we talk about winterizing your coop. We talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. summarizing your coop. We talk about spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't really focus too much on the fall. And I thought I would try to tackle that a little bit. Because um, there's some things that, that folks don't always think about when it comes to fall preparation. I mean, we're just all so thankful that it's not glaringly hot outside. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that... I think that fall in the chicken world, everybody seems to focus on two things, molting and the, the, the shorter days. They just so focused on those yeah. two things in the fall versus <laughs> anything else. So hearing other things that we need to focus on other than just molting and the short days would be welcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start with your yard. Um, a lot of people have gardens and chickens. And this is the time when gleaning is important. Um, so in our book, Andy, um, the most recent mm-hmm. book, we do kind of tackle this a little bit. Um, so I thought I'd take time and talk about it in a little more detail. Um, if your garden is no longer productive, um, if you don't plan to harvest anything that you've planted late summer for, say, uh, cabbage or early winter um, harvest of you know radishes, cabbages, that sort of thing to, to overwinter. Mm-hmm. Now's the time when you can kind of let your chickens go in there because they're going to clearly defecate where they wander. And where they defecate, um, if you're planning to pull up those those plants or till them in or a little bit of both, if you let your chickens wander and meander through there, 
they can pick up, you know, little weed seeds that maybe are trying to take root. Um, around most of the country, we've had some early fall rains and things are starting to pop back up, seeds that were dormant, mm-hmm. uh, maybe didn't take foothold in your garden. Thankfully, because it was so hot, there wasn't enough water. Now they're going to kind of go, all right, I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can't root myself before the real cold kicks in and kills me. And that's where your chickens can be valuable. So that you can let them wander through the garden. But here's the key component to that. Letting them wander through your garden this time of year before you till in, or even if you don't till in, you're giving yourself enough time before spring planting to fertilize that you're not likely to, in case your chicken should have something, bacteriologically, you've given yourself enough time that that bacteria will die before you go ahead and plant something in the spring that could be taken up into the edible portions of the plant. So this is a great time to let your chickens wander through and eat things and maybe, maybe, because tis the season, folks, maybe they will find those wonderful stink bugs that like to meander their way into your house. And before they head for the light, because that's what they're coming in for, they're following the light, into your home in the warm spaces of your crawl space, your attic, your storage room, your garages, your storage sheds. Let your chickens have at some of those stink bugs in their natural habitat and see if they can't waylay those little buggers and put them in their crop for a munch later. Send them on down that esophagus to the bird and the proventriculate. <laughs> chickens are fully capable of eating stink bugs. It's been proven that they do eat stink bugs. And we all know chickens do not have a great sense of smell. That's not their gift. Sense of taste and sense of smell. Nope, not the bloodhounds of the farm world. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be more like, you know, pigs. They have a great sense of smell. <clears throat> but you can hopefully take out some of those stink bugs. And, because uh, I've already seen them in my house, doggone it. Yep. Um, they, they, you know, I, hey, you could sit outside with a cup of tea, let your chickens wander through the garden, maybe around the house, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> and, you know, maybe they'll take out some of those stink bugs and and you'll just be so much happier. The alternative, if you have biosecurity measures in place, is to take the garden to the chickens. So, unfortunately, when you disrupt plant materials, you are not as likely to deliver insects to your chickens, Um, but you can pull up all your plants um, that aren't productive anymore before you take out the tiller, and you can deliver those plants into your chicken coop. you know, spread them around, let the chickens have at them for a day or so, and then anything that they don't devour, uh, they 
deal. You'll just have to put, pull back out, place on your compost pile. Mm-hmm. Um, now is a great time of year to deliver components of your compost pile, finished compost to your garden that is done. And if you have a tiller, work it in. <clears throat> work it in deep. And if you're hoping for, you know, you know, the same spot next year, a, a little extra boost to your garden does not hurt. Um, for some of you, it may be too late for this. For some of you, this is perfect timing. For some of you, in two weeks, this is going to be perfect activity. So hopefully we've, we've covered this. But something that I know people are not thinking about, not thinking about, is soil tests. Soil tests are incredibly important pieces of information for your yard. Everybody thinks about them in the springtime. Everybody's cooped up in the house. Well, you know what? Your summer is done. Your garden is finished with. Nothing's going to change in your garden between now and spring. And when you take that, that soil test to the soil test lab, this is the time of year when they are not inundated. You're going to get a faster turnaround response this time of year than in the springtime when they've got 150 or 200 of those coming in on a daily basis and you're just in the backlog. You might find out in 24 hours rather than, you know, three to seven days. So I will encourage folks to go to their local extension office, get a soil test kit, do soil tests now, and that will help you figure out, all right, how much of that compost do I really need to work in? And you can take care of it now before springtime and let that soil really rejuvenate itself before, depending on what goes on in your time of year, snow set in or um, you need to plant some cover crops. Now, maybe you're not planning to use compost or chicken manure in your garden. Maybe you're thinking you want some green manure in the form of cover crops. Now, I've been doing some internet research, and I'm really excited about a couple of resources that I want to share with your readers. This is the time of year to put it in the ground. (laughs) So that which benefits chickens also benefits bees. So this can do double duty. We know that chickens do well with clover, and there's a couple companies out there who've been paying attention, obviously, to what we've been saying all these years, Andy, about what to plant for chickens. Mm-hmm. And they've got special plans just for chickens. Those companies are Nature Seed and Organic Valley. Now, Nature Seed actually has seeds for chicken pasture that varies depending on what region you're on in the United States. So they've got a map that can kind of help you figure out where you're at and where you need to focus. I like them. I like them. This is the time of year you would order, you would plant, and what would come up in the spring is what you would offer to your chicken. So, hey, why not do a little something special for the earth that you use to feed your chickens? And know that what benefits chickens the most is clover because it's a legume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's also what benefits the bees. Clover is great for bees. And so I will encourage your listeners 
to think about planting a, a little patch now, um, watering it, irrigating it until it's too cold to do that. Let it overwinter. And then in the springtime, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what's available to your chickens. Um, that which you would plant for cover crops normally for, say, cattle, isn't the same as what you would plant for, say, mm-hmm. goats, sheep, chickens. You've got to customize it a little bit. And this company does that. Nature Seed does that. I like them. Um, I've got some of their products. I will be, hopefully, if I can find somebody who can till in my pasture for me, um, get that down, and then I should have some really cool results to share with your listeners come springtime. Fantastic. I know. I know. I'm excited. Um, So... I know this is not the traditional conversation that people have, but, you know, this is the time of year where if you're going to pull up um, those doggone mimosa trees that seem to take root everywhere, um, sometimes your chickens can snack on those little pods, um, those seed pods, and take care of those mimosa roots um, before they... they, um, they get too far ahead of you. This is also the time of year that if you had any um, pokeberry, uh, pigweed, or amaranth, um, you know, knock it down, give it to your chicken. This is great time of year for you to go ahead and harvest that for your birds. If you've got corn, seed corn that you've got uh, left over from Halloween, Everybody loves giving their chickens the pumpkins um, left over from Halloween, knowing full well that, you know, once they get to the inner parts, that pumpkin's going to rot pretty fast. So, you know, make sure you get rid of that pumpkin once you start to see the first signs of mold. Your chickens don't need any of those um, mold toxins in their lovely little system. Um one of the things that that people enjoy making for their chickens are some fall treats Uh, you know everything with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. um, everything in moderation although I do know somebody who's got a truckload of pumpkins in the other day I'm not sure that's moderation (laughs) (laughs) although that was frugality hard at work do you pigs have, have orange poops yet (laughs) <laughs> oh, not yet. But see that the pumpkins are good for the cattle and the goat and or I say good for hey a, additional food for just you know for the budget. But I mean we have everything. The pigs like it, the goats, the cows, um the chickens <laughs> kind of get what's maybe slung out of the pig pen. That's it. So it's uh I'm not a big fan of 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 treats and chickens as you know. So it's uh it, it's it's a uh, rare day that they'll get a little pumpkin here or there and normally it's what kind of slides through the openings of the pig pen as there you know but um but yeah the deer we put it out in the back by the creek for you because you've been here before uh to attract some of the deer around and uh actually i'm gonna try to jen mentioned maybe making some for us pumpkin pies maybe some pumpkin soup yeah. and canning canning some of that so yeah the, the, the manager there at the store made me an offer i couldn't refuse so Lo and behold, here yeah, comes we did that when I was a kid. We had <laughs> cattle, and um, my dad went to the pumpkin place, and he says, 
how much to load up the truck? And the guy's like, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. My dad, he put the sides on the truck because the, the guy didn't know that he had sides in the bed of the truck. <laughs> so dad put the, sides that put, put the sides on and was like, away we go. Man, I have never slung so many pumpkins in my life. <laughs> but the cows came over, and let me tell you, for like three days afterwards, their cow pies were Orange. pumpkin pie-esque. <laughs> pumpkin pie. Hey, that's a good And we had some geese, a... and the geese were going after the seeds after the cows had, you know, stepped them open. Mm. And <clears throat> Yeah, the geese, their poops were orange, too. But it was <laughs> it was fun. It was fun throwing them out of the truck and watching them break over, and the, the cows were dancing around. They were so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely understand, folks. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, every once in a while, and then, you know, pumpkins will last. They will go into store. We didn't have anywhere to store ours, though. So we just, you know, we just gave them all to the cows, and it was a free-for-all mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, <laughs> so I do understand that. Um, folks, if you've got corn mazes that are all done, talk to the managers of the corn mazes. Um, sometimes they stay up a little longer than Halloween. Sometimes they're they're down right after Halloween. But um, if there was actual corn on the stalks in those corn mazes, sometimes those managers will let you come get them. And uh, if anything... You can take the ears off and give them to the chickens, or you can just let the chickens pick and peck at the at the the dead corn stalks for a couple of days, and you know, a little mental enrichment doesn't uh-huh. do any harm. Um, just knowing that after a while, you're just gonna have to take them out and probably chop them up in a in a chipper before you add them to um, you know maybe add them back as. Uh, bedding for a, a low spot in the yard and kind of work that in and if you've got a muddy portion um, they're not great to use as bedding inside the coop because they don't really absorb anything <clears throat> um, you're likely to head, end up with more cake and but you know you can you can use it as mulch around um, your garden beds and garden paths um, pine straw is is fun for the chickens to peck through. Um, they're looking for bugs, and it great it's a great opportunity for them to kind of, you know, use their brains differently. Um, you know, it does eventually break down in the coop in the run. Um, pine straw is also great if you're a beekeeper to use um, for smoking your hives. Um, so it can do double duty if you're a, um, a multi-species farm um but so those are some of the things that i've been thinking about um a lot of people like to gather up and rake up fallen leaves depending on where you are in the country um those can be really fun for chickens to to kind of wander through and, and move through uh again it's great for the run uh some of you are gonna have and you may or may not know this muddy low spots in your run you might have um, areas around the sides of your your coop where you've got um, runoff from the top and you just kind of want to work that in think about some of these things that you can do now (laughs) 
<laughs> sorry about that. <clears throat> Things that you can do now to kind of utilize what is seasonally important. Um, for some of you, your cities make collect leaves, and they may make leaf mulch. Um, this is an opportunity. You, you might have to contact your city and inquire about this and see if they, they do have leaf mulch and, um, or leaves that they collect. Talk to your neighbors. Find the neighbor kids. Hire them to come um, bring you bags of their, their leaves. Um, parents might thank you that, that they got their kids out of the house doing some yard work in the fall. Uh, but, you know, if you, if you offer them, you know, a buck or two a bag for, for leaves for you to bring your chickens, that's kind of fun too. <clears throat> have, I, have I got you thinking about anything that you've got going on in your, your area, Andy? that I may have missed? Not that I may have missed. I like the idea about the soil test, though, because uh, uh, you're right. It's something that we don't think about until it's springtime. and um, no, we, we don't. We, we, we kind of miss the, um, the the boat this year on a fall garden. We, we normally do one every year, but this year we were just swamped it with things. It was so dry. A little delayed, yeah, and, and it's super, super hot. I mean, I really want to didn't want to plant – you know, cabbage when it was 96 degrees. So, uh, yeah, so we're not doing a garden this year, but we did get it fenced in finally with some good permanent fencing and soil test is something I can easily do and take over to the uh, extension office and get that done uh, to see where we're at. Cause we do have our compost piles that we add to the garden all the time. The chickens get in there, especially when we put them in the chicken tractor, like our broilers and and, and move that around inside the uh, the coop. So soul test is something I put on the list to do this year. Now, something that I have been learning more about <laughs> is um, forage test. <clears throat> Not all states do this. It is a little something extra. But you can take in a sample of your grasses, mm-hmm. um, forage that you offer your chickens. Maybe you've been letting them wander around in a in a patch of land, and you don't really know what's growing there. Well, you can actually take like a gallon Ziploc bag full of, you know, like a, a one yard by one yard cutting of that, and they will tell you nutritionally what you have available to your chickens. Um, and that's called a forage analysis. Now, that's an extra fee. Um, might be something that that folks are really interested in because at least Alabama offers this. I'm sure that if you talk to your folks at your county extension office and ask about forage analysis or feed analysis um, or pasture analysis, pasture analysis might be the word, pasture or forage analysis might be the words that you want to use, and ask, you know, where do I get the forms for that? Who do I turn it into? Um, how much is it? You know, get the details. And it might be just kind of nice to know what's out there um, heading into winter, and then you can use that to make decisions for next year. All right, so maybe for some of you, you missed the opportunity in October to plant pasture, but you have a shot in the spring to get something settled in once the frosts are past. 
um, once you've got the information for that, go for it. Plant that 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 um, mix and see what comes of it in the spring rain. Um, but you will have to do your homework. Talk to your county extension office. See what your your state has to offer and what it costs to do that analysis. Now, for me, it's like twenty five bucks, but if if I've got a new piece of ground or ground that I'm about to let my animals into that I haven't ever analyzed before, I kind of want to know nutritionally what's out there for them. And then if you're not sure how to interpret the results, um, each state does have someone who can give you that information, someone who can help you with forage analysis. And you can ask questions of that person. I just tried that to Google. Is, I tried hmm. to Google because when you started mentioning that, I was thinking about this was years ago when I went out hmm. to Joe uh, Salatin's place, uh, Poly Polyface Farm, I believe it's called, and um, was talking with him, and maybe I was reading one of his books or something, but um, he was talking about the importance of that and how he said he had. It was an amazing number, so don't quote me on this, but it was literally something like. 10 or 20 different grasses on his farm and, and he could identify them all that were growing out there in his fields for his <laughs> grass fed, you know, chickens or cattle or whatever the case may be. But there was a number of different types of grass, uh, grasses that he had on his farm. So it was, it was fascinating. And, and you um, kind of triggered a memory of that. So I tried to Google it just really quick. Didn't see anything to get that number, but uh, I was surprised at the number of different grasses he had out there for his chickens and his, um, and his cattle. Yeah, grasses are more important for cattle because of their ruminants. Chickens cannot utilize grasses in the same way because they're non-ruminants. <clears throat> it's the clovers that really benefit the birds. <clears throat> so <clears throat> even if all you have at your local feed and feed is white clover, go for it. Plant it. But... Um, I'm not sure how we're doing on time, Andy, but uh, you'll prompt me, right? When, when yeah, we got about break. Three, three to five minutes. We'll head to a break whenever okay. you get to a good point. Well, before we talk about you know some subtle changes uh, in what you're going to do around the coop, let's continue um, with a, a little bit more on the outside spaces. Um, this is the time of year when you really need to focus on making sure that your feed room and your feed area is super clean. And I mean, you know, pick up your bag feed and sweep, guys. Um, get that food up off the ground and don't attract any rodents because this is the time of year when it's starting to get cold and rodents are looking for a place to hang out. So clean up your feed. That means... Move the feed bags, pick up your pallets, sweep out that mess, and <clears throat> dispose of it so your rodents don't think that, hey, we got a great source of feed. I think I'm going to hang out here all winter. It's also a great time to burn your burn pile. Mm -hmm. As long as there's not a burn ban still in your area, and I, I know that's a problem in certain parts of the country. When that burn ban is up, get your junk piles eliminated. That's where rodents like to hang out. It's called harborage. <laughs> get it cleaned up. 
disrupt things around the coops, move stuff. If you've got um, gallon containers, move them. If you've got um, 55-gallon drums, move them. Look underneath stuff. Make things uncomfortable. Um, Get your weed whacker out. You know, most of the country is done with mowing now. Um, That is if you're not already under snow. But mow and weed whack and get all those rodent superhighways trimmed down and don't give them a place to hide. They'll go elsewhere. They'll go back to natural habitat Mm -hmm. rather than your house and your coop and your shed. Mm -hmm. And this is a great time. It's um, you know, bundle up, go out there, take care of business, and then you're done. Done for the season. Uh, think about also where water can accumulate. We always talk about this in the springtime. Get rid of where water accumulates because that can lead to mosquitoes. Well, now it's the time of year when it's getting too cold for mosquitoes, but why not take something off your spring to-do list if you get rid of that collected water now? You know that water's coming. You know that your winter's going to be wet. So take a look at where water tends to accumulate. Downspouts. If you can change them out from, um, from like, say, that black plastic tubing that has all the grooves in it, <clears throat> If you can switch to something that, uh, you know, isn't grooved, then you're getting rid of all those um, spaces where your lovely mosquitoes can go find water and lay their their eggs. So that might be a a task. Of course, clean out your gutters. Um, You've got leaves that are being deposited in gutters, and, you know, you don't need that kind of damage to your your home and surroundings. So think about some of those steps and how you're actually doing some of the spring work now for getting rid of insect harborage Mm -hmm. um, for mosquitoes, which are always a problem. No matter what we do, we can always do our best to get rid of those doggone critters. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are all biosecurity steps as well. If you have the opportunity Now's the time of year you might want to put it on your Christmas list. You know, people are asking, hey, what do you want on your Christmas list? Ask for locks. Ask for, ask for signs that you can post around your coop that say, hey, this is a biosecure area. Please go to the house first. No admittance without owner's permission. Buy locks. Put them on your gate. Folks don't need to go in. If they're not if they're not there, if they don't have your key, they don't need to wander in where your chickens are. As cool as your chickens are, and we all know chickens are pretty cool. <laughs> sometimes folks just don't get it. They don't need to be wandering out there. So put it on your Christmas list. I would like a nice sign that says such and such farm maybe with your logo, or maybe make a logo. And then some way you can say, this is a biosecure area. We would prefer that you come see us before venturing out with our chickens. 
something nice to that effect, and you can have a nice sign made. You'll be supporting a local business owner and helping them have a good Christmas. And put those signs up on Christmas Day, and you will be thoroughly thrilled <laughs> with your new Christmas purchase. But you got to put it on your on your list now. Um, when you're thinking about it now, because <clears throat> somebody has okay, to make Andy, those. Yeah, somebody's got to make those signs. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, those uh, plastic signs with you know grommets in all yeah. four corners. You know, that's a that's a purchase that you can add to your Christmas list now. Sounds like a plan. Hey, speaking of biosecurity, we'll go to a break for a couple of minutes. We'll come back and we'll continue uh, with poultry scientist Dr. McRae talking about transitioning your flock for the winter months. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this short break. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer here to tell you that if you have backyard poultry, nothing is more important than making sure your feathered friends are safe from infectious poultry diseases. Learn the simple steps to keep your birds healthy by visiting this website, healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. That's healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. A message from the USDA. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Strombergs family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Strombergs should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Combuck! From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at idealpoultry.com. That's idealpoultry.com.
And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Um, this just came in. This is breaking news, but um, I, I've got to share it with you in case you didn't know already that there are only 47 days, 9 hours, 12 minutes, and 1 second until Christmas. I know that, um, Dr. McCree, you have the pleasure of being the first one, the first show this year. We've been doing that now for about about 10, 11 years now. Uh, And I thought, you know what, it's November. (laughs) And Dr. McCree is on. This could not be more of a perfect time. So if you're a first-time listener or haven't been listening for more than a year, then this you have you can look forward to this every single podcast in, until Christmas. We will have different, um, and uh, we, the, the girls and I we start training for that uh, uh, every year uh, around Easter time, and we got to get in tune, and you got to get them all on the roost, and you got to get the you know the bass and and, and the uh, sopranos and the altos and the tenors all on the right roost, and then getting their attention is very difficult, but. But yeah, so we'll have Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, Carol of the Bells, Sleigh Ride up on the housetop. We wish you merry. All of those um, have done and uh, for your enjoyment <laughs> for the holidays. Nice. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's, let's continue. We've got about 10 or 15 minutes to wrap up the transitioning your flock for winter. And we and, and I did my part by transitioning an transitioning us here on the podcast into the holiday season. So so I've done my part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, I mean, obviously, you know, some parts of the country have already seen freezing weather. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're a little late, folks, uh, for the whole uh, telling <laughs> us about winterizing. But for those of you who are still in fall, um <clears throat> Just get ready for the wet. It's not the cold yet. It's the wet. It's the damp. It's the mud. So if you can, think about where you've already got 
muck built up. Where are you going to have a hard time getting the wheelbarrow through to get to the coop in the middle of winter to clean it out? Um, you might want to build up those spots with some gravel. You might want to go get some bark, some mulch material, and just kind of take the winter dreary work and put on your list now when you know things aren't quite so frozen and, and dealing with the mud um, you know a lot of people have a lot hard time um, tracking stuff in when it's wet so you know creating a, a way station um, right outside your back door where you can do um, uh, an area for your foot bath but right next to it you've got an area where you can set down sit in a folding chair and put your boots on um, <clears throat> maybe that's covered maybe it's not um, but you might want to set out a trash can next to your uh, you know go purchase a trash can with a lid metal preferably um, and set that next to your uh, your foot bath and that's your changing station you're outside under the cover um, maybe in your garage this is a great spot a mudroom if you have it so that you can actually change into um, your chicken carrying clothes before you go out and then then you're not tracking stuff into the house you've created a, a feeding area where you can actually sit down and this is an area where you can maybe um, uh, sweep uh, after every week and sweep that area out um, so you're not tracking stuff into the house, which you don't want to do on the biosecurity level. You just don't want to do that. Um, so these are just little things that you can, small purchases, doesn't have to be much, but, you know, going and getting a trash can will help you. Setting up a foot bath will help you in the long run. Even if it's putting on your Christmas list a pair of boots. <clears throat> I don't know how much a pair of rubber boots or galoshes costs um, at Walmart but maybe you know 15 bucks 20 bucks um, those are all things that you can kind of put on your list and be thankful for if it's given to you as a gift or if you need replacements for these items it's great to receive them as a gift so as you're putting your Christmas list together part of that Christmas list for the chickens can be a little biosecurity kit for yourself um, if you have a new flock, if you have a young set of birds and, you know, it's turning cold and they haven't exactly been following the rules on going to roost at night, now is when you really want to reinforce that through some training and um, put that, you know, if you're really excited about treats and everything, great. Put those treats to work by training your chickens to go you know, to the roost at night. Um, <clears throat> and yes, daylight savings is a challenge. Um, you know, but if you've got your automatic coop door, not necessarily on a timer, but on a light sensor, then, you know, it, it, if it's a slow close, you should be better off. I do like the, the sensors that do it based on light levels rather than on a clock timer. Um, 
<clears throat> you do always want to check and make sure nobody gets locked out or nobody's outside sick who gets locked out accidentally um, and then is therefore available to pred- predation. Um, but you do want to just kind of put that on your to-do list. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a young lady, a long-time friend, long time friend uh, and fan. She was from Atlanta. She would attend our, our early meetings with the Atlanta Backyard Poultry Meetup Group and whatnot, and they moved from, from the city where they had chickens, and then they bought a little farm out towards Athens, and um, she had posted on her personal page probably about a month ago where she was devastated. She had a new flock and she had about uh, what she called it. I remember now her baker's dozen. So she had 13 and they were completely all, well, they were all wiped out due to a predator because her coop door malfunctioned. I don't know the brand. I'm not sure exactly how it malfunctioned. She said something about a power outage. I don't know if the power outage left the door open and didn't close it or left it closed and they couldn't get in. I'm not sure. She said it was an issue with the power outage that that somehow related to her entire flock being killed by predators. And so I shared that. I said, can I share that? Absolutely. Please do for, for education. People realize that there are a lot of coop doors on the market. There's a lot that have been reviewed on Chicken Whisperer magazine, but I, I got to tell folks that at the end of the day, um, and thousands probably use these successfully, but at the end of the day, you have to trust that door. I mean, if you're already, if you buy $300 coop door and you're still going out because oh, I'm going to make sure it closed, or I got to go out and make sure it opened, or I've, you know, I'm shining the light out there, or, you know, it's raining and you're still going out there. And, you know, so so the, the, the opinions from that article were across the board, Dr. McRae. Some people like, no, I, I'd have to check it anyway, so it's not for me. Or, you know, I, I still check mine even though I have it, but it has in the mornings. I don't have to wake up as early to let them out. Or you know, everybody was focusing on the advantages, the disadvantages. And then some were like, I couldn't do it. I, I like to tuck them in at night or whatever, you know, their pet chickens, whatever their theory was. But to let folks know, because um, thousands use them successfully with no predator attacks, but it's you've got to trust that door because one malfunction, just one, whether it be now or ten years from now, can can uh, ultimately end your your flock. So it's uh, it's one of those things. So I've noticed a lot of people who had them still go out and check to make sure <clears throat> it closed or open, but they still saw some some advantages of having one. So I just wanted to share that since you had mentioned the automatic coop door opener and a recent post that we had made and some comments we got from mm. that. Well, that's timely. Well, you know, in commercial industry, you know, and I know, folks, you're just like, ugh, stop comparing us. I'm not comparing you. I'm putting this out there because there's some learned individual who's going to come up with a solution, and I kind of want to tell you guys about it. Uh-huh. In the commercial industry, everything's on the on folks' phones. Uh-huh. I mean, you can you can you can control an entire chicken house from a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You can change a fan speed on one fan at one end of one house. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change the ventilation. Why can't we do these automatic coop doors that sends information to an app on your phone that mm-hmm. says, you know, door successfully opened, door successfully closed, mm-hmm. or, or, you, or maybe something warning Mm-hmm. Um, your coop door has run into a hiccup, mm-hmm. um, and We're then close. you can go out there. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're close your, to that. Your coupe door has has. Um, you know, they have it for other stuff. Um, I'm not so sure if you're familiar, someone... but in the last mm. year, there's been that coupe door in development, and he's very, very close. I just saw an Instagram post within the week that he's very close oh. to getting it released where it's called – it doesn't quite do what you, I think, would really – the goal would be, but he's close and probably could implement this over the years, is that it's called the Slick Chick Automatic Coupe Door – and it works with Alexa. So if you happen to have Alexa, you can say, Alexa, <laughs> open the coupe door, and it'll open the coupe door. Alexa, close the coupe door, and it'll close the coupe door. So with that technology already built in, you would think that there would be some type of um, <laughs> warning or, or something where it didn't close or whatever, the, however you said. If you if we're already that I mean, close, if Facebook <laughs> can send you stuff that you don't want, hey, your friend just posted. Yeah, yeah who cares? Why why can't you get a notice that says, you know, your coupe door opened at blah 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 eight seventeen a.m. this morning, or your coupe door closed at blah 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 time this evening, or your coupe yeah. door has malfunctioned. Yeah, and the price of these uh, wireless digital cameras uh, have have come down tremendously. Where a lot of the, the comments on that post where I made was that, well, I check it. But I check it from my smartphone because I have a camera out there that's connected to my right. what is it, internet or my Wi-Fi or whatever. And so a lot of people. Hey, maybe that that's I, what we should do. Find someone who can talk about adding those components to your coupe mm-hmm. when we do Coupetastic. Not not in 2020, but in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Adding electronicalness to your coupe. Yeah, high tech backyard poultry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's fun to go out there for a while, but like like me, I've had the flu for a week. You know, I, I would not mind having to not, you know, mm-hmm. not go out there to check something if I don't have to because, you know, my body's trying to kill me <laughs> or a virus <laughs> is trying to kill me. So if I could just, you know, go back to sleep, you know, check my phone and go back to sleep and know that the coupe door is closed or, you know, check a camera and know that the coupe door is closed. Cool. Awesome. I don't have to try to get dressed, write myself, go out there just to check, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like two years ago when I had the flu, I, that was when Walmart pickup came out. I needed groceries bad. But I was sick. I didn't feel good. I didn't need to expose the rest of the human population to my disease. So I used Walmart pickup. Great feature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kept me away from the human race, got me fed, <laughs> you know, and, and hey, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could just kind of use that little bit of technology for our chicken coops. Um, even if we were just using it <clears throat> for being, you know, when we're sick, hey. It's that little bit of thankfulness that we're looking for. But there you go, Andy. That's what I brought to you this this year for transitioning to fall, transitioning from fall to winter. Um, I hope your listeners found something that they can use as, as actionable information, and maybe they'll post what they've changed and done on your Facebook page and share with everyone. Uh I would love that because we can all learn from each other. And, 
It's uh, I, I am going to schedule in a soil test for our garden for the fall to see what's going on and before we even start putting compost on it. So that, that that's something that I have on our to-do list now. And we thank you and so you much. And you know, the for County Extension Office has wonderful classes, many of which are held in in winter. So mm-hmm. pay attention, contact your Extension Office, see what's offered in your area. Even if it's the county next door, see what's offered in your area. And uh, even if it's a webinar, take advantage of the the winter season to educate yourself some more. Yeah, I love webinars. Jen actually inquired about um, doing the Master Gardeners class uh, with our county extension. And we were both surprised, Mm -hmm. impressed, and kind of shocked all at the same time at how in-depth that class is. She's not going to do it because it's a two days a week for months um yes. and it it's really involved so she's like i cannot dedicate the time i mean as much as i'd love that's to take it that's why it's called a master gardener class they are <laughs> not playing around if they're going to invest that much into you you know they want to get just as much back from from you as a master gardener and your volunteerism so it's not for everyone but if you've got the time you know there you go do it well, thank you so much for, for joining us today, educating this, us on this topic and joining us while you're a little under the weather. And we do hope that you get to feeling better very, very soon and getting back to normal. Thank and it looks you. like, let me look at it. I think we will have you back on before uh, Thanksgiving. Well, in two weeks, we have nationals. So I'm not uh-huh. going to be able to make that one. Okay. And then the but next I one might be able to talk better. afterwards and we may look kind at of a wrap up. We'll see. Then we got Thanksgiving, so at least at least we'll have you back on. I think it looks like December fifth, so uh, we'll be we'll be playing tons of of holiday music and Christmas music. <laughs> you get looks <laughs> from the cluckers here in the backyard. So hey, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye bye. Hey, I have a question for all of you listeners out there. Um, whether it was this past spring or over the summer or even right now because there are fall chick days going on around the country and people are actually, many people like to actually uh, brood and get baby chicks in the fall and early winter so they're laying come the spring. But uh, think back if it was in the spring or if it's right now. Tell me about the smell of your brooder. What's your brooder smell like? Um, raise of hands if your brooder smells really great and 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 uh, nice and pleasant. Uh, you know I don't see many hands out there in, in Radio Land. And how many of y'all around week five, six, and seven are saying to yourselves, and your wives are telling you, or your husbands are telling you, they need to go out now. <laughs> I've had enough. Well, I have a solution for you, and that is a product that's been on the market now for almost a year, and it's called Chick Fresh. It's a Chick Fresh odor control spray. And when it first came out about a year ago, it was in a 24-ounce spray bottle. And a spray bottle, let's say you were using it in your coop, average size backyard coop, it would last you about 30 days, 10 to 15 pumps of spray uh, in your nest boxes and in your bedding uh, to help eliminate the ammonia smell and any odors that may be coming from your coop. But one of the uh, most um, impressive things that we saw by using this here on the farm and others is 
the amazing effect it had on brooders because brooders are already a relatively small area. A lot of people, unfortunately, will brood inside uh, their carport or inside their garage or even inside their house or inside a guest bathroom or in the basement. And so they're all about 24 hours a day, seven days a week dealing with that brooder smell. Um, so we want we introduced you to this product called Chick Fresh Odor Control Spray. And the reviews now on Amazon and elsewhere are fantastic. Uh, so don't just take my word for it. Go and look at the reviews from other chicken keepers just like yourself and what they're saying about Chick Fresh. You can find it on Amazon. Um, I believe it is Amazon.com, uh, of course. And then ch- uh, go ahead and type in Chick Fresh Odor Control Spray. Now, even more exciting news is for the last many months it's been out, you could get either one 24-ounce bottle I think that was about 12 bucks and you saved a few dollars if you got the two pack two 24 ounce bottles of the chick fresh spray but now for especially for all of you who are using it and paying 12 dollars a bottle for it they've come out with a concentrate a small bottle and you mix it in one of the bottles you already have with the chick fresh and it this this one concentrated bottle will make i think it's five bottles of chick fresh for i think it's 24.95 so about for about $5 a bottle now, not 12, not 11, not 13, but for $5 a bottle um, by you just mixing it, however many capfuls per, per, per your spray bottle. So that's that's fantastic news for those of us who are already using it on our farms. You've already been using it for months. Now you can go from spending $12.88 a bottle down to $4.99 a bottle, which is fantastic because you're going to be saving a lot of money, but yet still using the product that you absolutely love to eliminate those odors in your coop and your brooder. Hey, I'm the Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Thursday right here on Blog Talk Radio. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in the Chicken Whisperer on Twitter at Backyard Poultry and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening.